Hey everyone, welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. This is episode 34. Uh, my name is Bucky, her name is Siobhan. She'll be with me shortly. I'm recording this on May 2nd, 2020, holding up a newspaper with today's date. I'm going to touch my nose with my index finger so you know this is real. The uh, The episode here today is part 2 or part 1.5 of our WBF Hardcore Championship Retrospective complete and accurate, covering each champion, each title change, and many of the matches in between. Uh, this is obviously the second half of the episode we recorded on April 18th, so some of the references are going to be maybe a little bit, a couple of weeks old, perhaps, but, you know, we uh, we do talk about a lot of things on this podcast, of course, and speaking of that, the wrestling in this podcast starts at about like 11 minutes, 10 and a half minutes in, something like that first 10 minutes is me uh, having a panic attack, uh, uh, well, recounting a panic attack that I had uh, going out in the world, the new world that we live in, and, uh, you know, some some light banter about how people are dying and, uh, you know, the world is a fuck. So if you don't want to hear that, you skip ahead 10, 11 minutes, something like that. I'm not really sure because the episode isn't edited yet, and I'm staring down the barrel uh, of my kids are going to wake up any minute now and then I'm going to have to just edit this with them in the room, and they're going to have to hear Siobhan say uh, fuck a bunch. And I would prefer that, uh, you know, to avoid that. So uh, without further ado, welcome to Wrestling is Gross, episode 34. Folks, this is for the Hardcore Championship. Yeah, a fractured, broken, torn-up belt. And it goes perfect with a fractured idiot that wants to win it. No whole hard falls count anywhere. A certain mentality, folks. And they are down on the banks of the Mississippi River. Wait a minute. Al Snow now hammering away on Bob Holly. Total disregard for your body. Hard four title on the line. We mentioned a certain mentality. There, there is yeah, no mentality. Who would be out there fighting? Oh, look at this. Into the Mississippi River. Mentality, you're right. No mentality at all. Look at this. Oh, you gotta be a certain individual to first off compete in a hardcore match, but to actually hold the hardcore championship, that's another thing. Oh, hot Cheetos. So good. I'm going to try. Okay, hang on just a sec. Give me the drink. All right. Gulp. Welcome back to Wrestling Scrubs. <laughs> Welcome back. Gulp? Yeah, that's the sound it makes. <laughs> that's why it's called a gulp, because it sounds like the word gulp. Ah, oh, yeah. Lou Reed. It's the Lou Reed sound. I listened yeah. to Transformer at work. I listened to all those Pixies records. I think, was that on air that we talked about the Pixies? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, I listened to the 
Come on, Pilgrim. Uh, oh, I got Cheetos in my teeth. Hang on. Okay, we're good. We're good. Come on, Pilgrim, Surfer Rosa, and Doolittle. Um, also, Tom Sharpling and the guys around him on The Best Show have started a Patreon um, exclusive series where they talk about every Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young album and offshoot album. Um, so I was, I've, been, I've been listening to a little Buffalo Springfield. Um, I don't know. This is like that, that kind of shit is really good for driving a forklift, I think. You know, the... Um, for what it's worth, you know? Yeah, yeah. Fucking, you know, you feel it. Yeah. No, it's been good. It's been... I've been, I, I've been catching up on podcasts and shit. Um, it's been a good week for, for work, but it's just real bad up there. <laughs> yeah. They haven't, like, taken any extra precautions. They they are they are now offering masks, but they're not making them mandatory. I've been wearing them since they started offering them. I was I wore a bandana the first couple days back before I found out that they were offering masks because it wasn't really mentioned because we're not doing startup meetings anymore. We're not even... There's no communication. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people bad. A lot of people out. A lot of people sick, apparently. And very few people actually getting tested still. Um... But hey, you know, Trump bucks, right? Trump bucks. It's so sad. I haven't gotten mine yet still. Great. I I filled up my thing that you're coming Monday, maybe. Who fuck knows? Okay. Cool. I mean, it's good. You know, it's, it's, at at least it's something. I think obviously it's, it's not going to last the 10, 10 weeks that Mnuchin said it's going to last, obviously. But like, at least that interview was funny. So at least we could laugh. You got to laugh. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes an MF has to just sit back and laugh. You know, that's what Ice T says at least. Um, and this is one of those times. You um, right. you going out anytime? You going? This <laughs> is just the the pharmacy. What's your pharmacy like? I'm curious. I'm actually. I I I think people who listen to this show at this point have some sort of relationship with us if they didn't when they started the show. Um, what do you what are you gonna do? You gonna, you got a bandana? You gonna wear a bandana over your face? I'm gonna. I don't have a fucking bandana. What I do have are ancient ass scarves. Yeah, okay. Like my grandmother's. I'm gonna try and go with that. Back when material was for real, like they used to make that shit good. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's. I was. I tried to pull it off like a couple. Like last week, I went to the store. um, Like the couple of um, smaller grocery, like not like the like you know like ones a deli, ones like a like an ex Wawa. And they're like, and that was fucking impossible. I also went. I also tried to do uh, rubber gloves, and, and again, fucking possible. No, it sucked ass. It was. Um, you and, know what I, I hate just, with the with the gloves? Yeah. Is so I, I've been eating Cheetos again. Sorry, so you'll hear you'll hear a little Cheeto in my voice. <laughs> um, a little hot chip action on the pod. Um, I stole a bunch of latex gloves from my work. I need them more than they do. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wear them in stores, you know. I wear them usually both hands. If nothing else, I, 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 so I've taken to wearing it. I push the cart with my left hand, and I grab all the food with my left hand. That way I have my right hand clean and free. And this is not something you consider the first time you do this, because you're in there with both gloves. You've contaminated both gloves at this point. Almost, almost definitely. And you realize, oh, I have like 12 items I need to get, and I need to look at my phone because that's where my list is. I need to look at my notes app. So you take off the glove. Now you're exposed. <laughs> and you got your phone. And you're exposing your phone to it, too. It's really fucking scary out there. 
It's also it also it's great that it's um spring. So it's it's fucking warm out. Like right now actually it's pretty cool. I'm like in a fucking blank oh, yeah, on my couch. It's snow yeah, Thursday. Fucking, yeah, it's fucking it does not feel warm. I can't trust it's gonna fucking not feel warm uh, on Monday morning or whatever. And sure. Then, or even or just like warm enough that having rubber gloves on, having like is just going to be fucking miserable. Yeah, Walking, a mask. Fuck- you get super sweaty. I got I got a beard. I've been thinking about shaving the shit off. It's fucking night. It's like hellish. It is. Yeah. I'm trying, especially the mask, because it's like you're not putting that over your ears. Because that's no. just, like, stupid, because no. then you're covering your goddamn eyes. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. So I'm trying to cover, like, I wanted to cover nose and mouth, like, like a same like sure. person. So I'm trying that back, and, except that my hair, because, of course, I have long hair, is getting in the way. It's, it's so... no regard for anything. I'm, like, flipping my, I'm, like, leaning over, flipping my hair down, because I also have very long hair. Yeah. I'm flipping my hair down so I can try to tie a bandana back there. It's fucking awful. It is like all of this. I mean, I know this is like all right, what first world problems or whatever. Although we no, nobody lives in the first world anymore. Okay, it doesn't exist. It's a fucking thing of the past. These minor annoyances, while you're just trying to keep yourself safe, these are the things that I ma- mean, if ma- there these... is a pandemic happening, it, it stops being a first world problem. Luckily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to feel guilty. Because we're trying to not die but the, from uh, this airborne virus. Yeah, the little shit that you like, you just have these moments where, like, I've been I've been washing my hands before I pee. Okay. Yeah. Like sometimes when I go to the bathroom, I really gotta fucking pee, and I'm standing there counting to twenty, washing my hands, and I'm about to piss my fucking pants. Like these are like little things that you would never consider, but they're little things that are just driving me a little bit more insane. Each one that happens, it just chips away at me. And this week, this week was. Uh, let me tell you this story. Here's a real fucking sad story. Um, <clears throat> I was in Sam's Club Tuesday, Wednesday morning, something like that. I was buying our, our, you know, four bottles of vodka that we go through a week because we have really reached peak alcoholism in this house, or at least I have. My wife's doing better than I. I'm not doing well. Okay, I'm just say that. Yeah. You, it's fucking three in the afternoon. All right, I'm not doing well. Um, <laughs> And this isn't just because we're podding. I've been doing this every fucking day. Um, I was in. I was in there. I was going through the big aisles. They're like high. You can't see shit on the next aisle. I, I almost ran my cart into a woman who was intersecting at an aisle with me. Right, Sam's Club. And I, I've was like you know you know giggle or whatever, and I smiled at her. Right, and she told her she could pass or whatever. Like you know, did my hand motion or whatever. And then I realized that I have a mask on. She couldn't see my face. She couldn't see that I smiled at her. So I said out loud, hey, I smiled. I know you can't tell now, but that was sort of like my, you know. And she's like, okay, it's okay. I saw, I saw it in your eyes. And then I was like, oh. And then I kept walking. And I kept thinking about how, how much I've gotten out of my smile over the years. You know? How much, like, yeah. how many, like, little social interactions I've made better outright avoided or just put a fucking punctuation mark on with a smile you know just showing my big fucking teeth like and i thought about how this is not that we have anything to smile about but even if we did smile right now nobody could see your fucking smile because you got a fucking mask on and that is it's a fucking bad time to be alive (laughs) So I started crying in Sam's Club after I had that thought, and uh, it's fucking rough. It's real bad. Real fucking bad. (laughs) Anyways, welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. (laughs)
<laughs> this is fucking... We're gonna, so, well, at least take a party like it's 1999. That's right, that's right. But actually it's 98, because this was taped <laughs> December 29th, 1999. <laughs> it's Road Dog versus Al Snow for the Hardcore Championship. Aired 1-4-99, right? Yes. Head-to-head with Wrestling World 2000 or whatever. Yes, Wrestling Snowdom. Uh, oh, man. So head has been shaved. I don't know what happened. Wrestling Kindom. Wrestling Kindom. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Nice. See, that's how he gets the, the, the Okada vote. It's just... Um, all right. Al Snow is still wearing the blood-soaked shirt uh, from when the brood bathed him in blood. Um, head has had its hair shaved. Uh, it's dark times for Al Snow. You know, he saw the future. Um, so Snow sits head on, this, on the... On the uh, he's the challenger, right? Road dog yeah. coming in. Second... Uh, Snow comes out first. He sits head on the stage and gets behind a curtain so that when Road Dog comes out, he sees head and then Snow attacks him from behind. Um, you know, he used head as a decoy, which is what happened to me that one time when my wallet got stolen. And then I got the shit kicked out of me by a very large man. Um, Snow runs along the apron, does like a flying chair shot. Um, he, or dives into a chair shot, right? Uh, yeah. He, he goes like back on offense like the structure here isn't so I, all right this is you this might be your favorite match of the of this that's one of okay i thought this is great for the progression of hardcore title matches i thought it was kind of a mess i feel like it's this is babyface versus babyface right it's it is kind of a mess yeah <clears throat> but it's it's a lot of fun i i don't think snow is very good i don't think he like really gets it how to like I mean, at least not in... He doesn't know how to work, like, a short TV match, maybe. Maybe he's better at, you know... The, the match with Shane Douglas, the title match, is, like, really good, right? Big, overbooked ECW main event. I really like that match. Um, but, like, this kind of thing, he feels like he's barely got an understanding of momentum or, you know, babyface, uh, you know, uh, shine segments or how to sell, a, uh, you know, somebody getting heat on him or, or beating him down or whatever. Like, it doesn't seem to get it. <laughs> He is mostly doing a lot of walking and talking. Sure. Um, I mean, I mean, but he, what he can do is he can do cool spots. I mean, yes. and he does add the ECW energy. I mean, this is the first time somebody has, uh, gets beamed in the face of a chair. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, he does the air sabu also. Like, he's clearly brought the ECW with him. Um, and he'd the, be. Uh, no, go ahead. He, the moonsault off of uh, the barrier. Yeah, the yeah. So that's a huge spot. That's the biggest table spot we've had for sure up, up to this point in one of these matches. Um, what well, he he puts so the table on the floor, dog laid across the table. He vaults up to the to the rail, you know, like nice, graceful, gets his feet up there and does a moonsault. Yeah. Uh, dog moves and Snow just smashes fucking ribs and dick first through the table, um, and the table gets good and smashed, real nice. Um, that's that's good. Taking a table uh, face first is like a scary thing to do. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, definitely cool. Um, they end up by the. By the ramp, I guess. Yeah, by the by the by the by the stage, and Snow tries to set up another table, but the legs fall off of it, um, which you know things happen. Um, so Road Dog improvises, sets it against the rail, hip tosses him through it. Pretty nice little spot. And then he goes up to the uh, he goes up the stairs, like halfway up the stairs that lead up to the actual stage off the side there and does like a diving like flying clothesline off of it. Gets some serious fucking distance, and like these are things. These are like. This doesn't. These matches don't feel produced, okay? No, no. Do you, it's fair to say that these feel like they are called on the spot. Like maybe they're like, okay, we got these props down there. What are we gonna do with them? I don't know. We'll figure it out while we're out there. Um, I might do a moonsault. I might just, 
you know, do a hip toss. <laughs> like, yeah. like no, no clue. Let's see. Let's feed off the crowd. I kind of get that sense, especially from this series of road dog matches for sure. Um, but and road dog's feeling himself like that. He, I did, did that stand out to you? That, that flying clothesline? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. He, he like, he, he clears like seven feet on it. Um, I got a little echo on you. <laughs> du, 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 du. Oh, you you there? Okay. I yeah, yeah. I heard some. There was some crazy stuff. I heard myself, and boy, I sounded like shit. Um, go ahead. I had to cover the microphone for for five seconds. Yeah, Sorry. No. Okay. We, we all so, got to do it. <laughs> uh, was yeah. Like basically, the most important thing is this, this is the first brawl to the back. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We get in one of these matches. We're we're, we're uh, progressing. We're progressing the formula. It's really cool to like watch them move from one thing to the next, introduce more shit, introduce new weapons, and then get further and further from the ring, which is, that's like the real story with this episode is how far they go, you know? Um, and this one is the first one that really goes there. Um, they end up in the janitorial area, right? Is that what happens first? Yeah. And he like, road dog gets like, he drinks from the hose because he's of that generation. Of course. Um, he gets like a box of toilet paper slammed over him. Yeah, and then is it a poinsettia? Oh yeah, it's a a, a couple of um, just a pr- production crate with a bunch of poinsettias on top of them. It's so funny. And I- and Al Snow's just hawking them, and like one hits uh, one hits something metal. I forget what exactly. I don't think it's a Pepsi machine, but it's something blue. And then the other <laughs> one just just hit Road Dog right in the fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say in Al Snow's, um, like, to insult Al Snow is, would he really, one of the things he definitely seems to be uh, in, going for here is popping the boys. And doing sure. shit that, like, sure. it kind of <laughs> gets over to the idea, like, he um, grabs um, the payphone and is, is the old MCI catchphrase he says? Is that what it is? I didn't, yeah. I was like, I forget say- exactly what the, the fr- gets catchphrase that it was recognizable to me, but I'm like, I don't remember from where what it, what like what company it was, sure. Brandon, whomever the fuck, and he just and then he hits Road Dog in the face with it with the phone, and it's like that's a cool moment, but it's like well he's doing that because he thinks McFoley will laugh or whatever the fuck, which yeah. is kind of like, beside the point. Yeah, he he knows that the blue meanie will like say hey that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the only validation he cares about is for the fucking <laughs> for yeah yeah that's great I love that. I didn't even consider that. That's part of the job squad gimmick. Is that he's doing it for he's doing it for the money and the lulls, right? That's like part yeah. of what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So on the back of his shirt, uh, it says "Pin me, pay me." Pin me, pay me. Yeah, yeah. I got some notes on that later on for one of the matches that Emily watched with me. Um, she's fascinated by the job squad gimmick, <laughs> which of course, because it's fucking weird. It's a really weird thing. It's very strange that it's a thing. It's very strange that Scorpio was in it. Yeah. He's, he shouldn't be because he should have had an actual push. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. Uh, they do. All right. So what? What they? Um, they blue Meanie their... should not have had an actual push. He should not have been signed. I saw a little Blue Meanie action uh, while skipping through some of the shit. Um, we'll talk about it. Um, let's see here. So the the poinsettia. Okay, here we go. Uh, Al Snow picks up like a long steel pipe and like twirls it around like he's Jet Li, which is pretty funny. Um, he gets. Uh, whipped through like a pyramid of beer kegs which is really funny yeah. <laughs> uh he tries to spray him with this fire extinguisher but it's empty so he just so dog just rams him through like a fire exit with it and the alarm goes off which is great 
love to love to see that. And they go outside, and this is not only the first one they go rec- where they go backstage, but they go ahead and pop the outdoors cherry. Um, where where was this? Do you know Pittsburgh? I believe this was Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester, Mass, of course. Um, Worcester, or Worcester, of course, is the proper pronunciation. Uh, <laughs> Worcester. Yeah, Worcester. Let's go Duncan. Yeah. Let's yeah. go Culotta. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. Uh, it's, you seem uh, you seem wicked good at that accent. Um, wicked awesome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. This I is the first to, one to go. Oh, sorry. You, it's the first one to go outside. Yeah, uh, it's snowing. It's like fucking snowing like heavy flakes like looking good out there uh we're talking uh, a solid three I, inches I, there's a line on um from uh one of the iw uh podcast episodes uh from i forget what fucking show it is it's a show that there was a blizzard out and they had called al snow in, in as emergency replacement for steve carino i believe or maybe jerry lawler one of the two not me. sure i kind of remember this and uh, and Al Snow in the ring says, uh, there's 12 uh, inches of snow in this ring. Yeah, he's talking about his dick, folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I just I thought of that uh, as it was snowing. Uh, and how, like, oddly, very few snow puns. But now, do you think, Al, this is just like an, a meta snow pun all in itself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to say 12 seems unlikely. Uh, <laughs> just really, I don't want to throw shade at the man. Twelve seems unlikely. Uh, yeah, I think the whole thing is like a big. Well, what if they go like they they weren't going to do this until they showed up and it was snowing and they were like, oh, Al Snow, get it? But then they, yeah. yeah, they never really hang that lampshade on it. They never really say. Um, and then Snow gets hit with a snow shovel, really hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a really like flat on the back. So probably the safest way to get hit with one of these. But if I don't know if you have, you've shoveled snow. Of course you have. Yeah. It, snow shovels are maybe lighter than like a, a, a spade that you would use to dig a hole and bury a body. Um, but they're not light and they're not soft. And you get a lot of fucking range and torque on those swings. Yeah. yeah. And also there's probably the added weight from like the, the clumps of snow that are stuck on it. Um, and weird salt in the corners of it. Um, let's see. There's a, there's a wheelbarrow here. Somebody gets pushed into a garage door. I'm not sure who. <laughs> it's uh, snow gets thrown in the wheelbarrow and uh, thrown into uh, like the steel fo- like uh, flailing door. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like uh, it's like the kind of shit you'd see if you go to like a if you go to a baseball game and it's the seventh inning and they close all the all the places where you can buy hot dogs. They wheel they roll this shit down over the front of them. Um, that's what it sprung to mind for me. Very specific type of like garage door, um, vertically closing door. Um, Jack Doan is the referee here, and he is slipping in the snow, which like really sell- sold it to me. Like when I saw him like almost fall, like in the corner of the screen, they don't even t- mention it, but he's like slipping around. Dog eventually um, pile drives Al Snow through a snow covered stack of wooden pallets for the win, which is, a, you know, they disintegrate underneath them pallets break pretty easily you know usually i trust me i know i run over multiple a day um i break them for fun sometimes uh pretty insane match a jack Doan makes the count on a standing uh pallet he just bangs his one, i didn't even two, see that three. that's it's funny very stri- it's very yeah it's like a fuck you. I, don't, I don't have gloves on my hand in the damn snow yeah relatable man i understand he no <laughs> yeah he he um he's sort of setting a precedent because like the 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 referee not knowing where to do the count 
and maybe sometimes being afraid to put his hand certain places. <laughs> that's a, that's a thing that will carry on through all death matches ever, basically. Uh, many of which, you know, like light tubes don't happen yet, but sharp objects in the ring, refs don't like to put their hands in there. They, they started giving him gloves, and I was like, oh, these guys are, they got gloves now. But I always, oh, I was you're like... Fucking, you're fucking professionals now, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's pretty good. It's, it's, it's a pretty good accent. I'm pretty pretty impressed with that. Um, Road Dog runs back in the building, um, which is great. Crowd's going nuts. He's so fucking over. I love that he goes... Because uh, he did this in the Boss Man match, too, but he didn't have quite as far to go. He goes back in the ring from outside. He's, like, kicking this fucking snow off of his boots while he gets back into the ring and celebrates with the belt. And the crowd is so into him. And I... Like, this... This is three matches. I think it really comes to a head with this fourth one that shows, like, oh, this guy is just, he knows how to work as a champion, too, the next match we do. Um, weirdly, he knows how to, like, control and win dominantly. Um, he's also just good at babyface and peril. And then he's good at, like, fucking this, this goofy shit. This is, like, this is the most comedic of the matches that we've watched so far, right? Yeah. It's very weird and really sets the tone for the the strange marriage of you know like prop comedy plus guys hitting each other with shit that probably sucks to get hit with that consumes the next three years of the fucking hardcore title division um the sort of slapstick nature of it i think al snow probably doesn't get enough credit for for what he what he introduced to this hardcore title match formula um no you think that's that's fair? Like he was like the first one to like really be like, "Oh, this is dumb. Let's do dumb shit. Let's like." Yeah, yeah. Because Shim- Ken Shamrock wasn't doing comedy spots, you know. Big Boss, Boss Man certainly Man's wasn't. Fucking heel. Uh, he, Mankind. Did... Even even here's the thing. Mick Foley is not above dumb comedy spots, but also it doesn't make sense for him to be doing them. He okay. He is also a very sincere person. Yeah. He takes his work very seriously. Yes. So I think that's that's a, a point that could actually be explored otherwise because there have been plenty of situations where he was in an absurd situation and he still played it as straight as you could expect that character to be played character to be played. Um so that's an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. Um Al Snow is a guy who doesn't give a fucking single shit. Uh pin me, pay me. And that's the gimmick and that's how he lived. Cool match. All right. Next up, uh, recorded uh, January twelfth, nineteen ninety nine. Hmm. Uh, aired raw. Aired on the eighteenth, right? And aired on the eighteenth. We just say six right. days later. Okay. So it's on the it's uh, on the January eighteenth episode of Raw. If you want to watch it, nineteen ninety eight. It is the Road Dog defending against Mister David Heath, oh, the the man who lives oh, the Fang in a Bang lifestyle, oh, Gangrel. Do 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 do. It's like the best song. It's so good. It's like, it's, it, it is by far, Gang Girl's theme is the single greatest Joe Johnston, Joe Johnston, Joe Johnston, was it, did it have a T in it? Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson, Joe Johnson, somebody else. Uh, Jim Johnson's, uh, like, crowning achievement of, uh, of dumb, like, I mean, he did, he did themes in the company for over a decade, right? Yeah. But especially of the Attitude Area where, era where everything was like guitars and, you know, like swirling like new metalish guitars, you know, low-tuned bullshit. Um, this stands out. So many of these themes sound almost identical. Like they all came from like one guy's album. This is, it's so demonic. It's so fucking demonic, right? It's, it really does it. 
It really, yeah. it really feels like Gangrel is coming out when you hear Gangrel's music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. He's good. He's fucking good. Um, I do want to say, all right, first of all, on this file, which I will include, um, in the bottom right hand, or in the bottom, all right, in the top right hand corner, corner, there is some sort of occult symbol uh, watermark. Okay. Yes. Um, in the bottom right hand corner, there is also there is another watermark. <laughs> And it is a it is a very small uh, Crispin Wah, <laughs> which you didn't. See. I mean, you you linked this. You put this in the document. Oh, I knew. Yeah, I fucking knew. I saw Crispin Wah there. I saw the Baphomet. You know, I was. Little you know, this is an evil match. Yeah, yeah. This is some dark stuff happening here. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, yeah, the secret Benoit blesses your home. This is also from my hometown of Beaumont, Texas. Beaumont, Texas, yeah. I was not at this show. Um, I don't remember it happening, to be honest. I think that I, I took a few years off from going to shows. I think I went to a Thunder in 98, actually, from the Civic Center. But I think this is the Montaigne Center at Lamar University, which I think I know. I think that because I can I saw the, the like the red padded chairs. Um, ah, yeah, I you know you you remember certain things. Yes, was Masada at this show? You think? Uh, so Masada worked a heat match or a dark match against Maven at the 2003 Raw that I went to. I believe is November of '03. I don't know for sure. And you can see me. I'm in the second row uh, on the corner. You can see me standing behind Chris Jericho during a highlight reel segment. Um, and I've got a flannel and a backwards baseball cap on. I look real good. I look real. I look real good. I think I'm wearing the same exact outfit that you can if you watch the the November O two Ring of Honor show where I'm like I'm in the front row marking out for the hit squad. Um and I'm right behind them. I think I'm wearing the exact same outfit. <laughs> it's just your wrestling outfit. Yeah, yeah. It's just what you go to wrestling when you yeah. wear when you go to wrestling shows. It's yeah. you know, that we all have to have our you know, attire for sure. occasions. It was also what I wore every other day because yes. I was I've really liked grunge, even in 2002. Um, yeah, I wasn't at the show. There's no ramp, I noticed. I don't know if there was, if maybe the Montaigne Center wasn't, like, equipped for a ramp. Or maybe there's, like, a beer truck sort of spot in this in this show. I really have no idea. I didn't watch any of the rest of it. But sadly, I was not at the show. And I say sadly because this match kicks fucking ass. Oh, it kicks a lot of ass. Road Dog had himself a little run here. Like, he did. This is where I actually wrote it down. This is where I like figured it out. Like for one full month, okay, he is the best TV match worker in the company, and I think it's fair. Top five in the country. Who's better? Let's do this. Who's better than Road Dog right now? In 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 January '99, Benoit. Right. What 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 is what's on sold out? You got Benoit versus Mikey Ennis. Uh... <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yeah. I just watched that match. On, uh, you know me, about Mikey Ennis. All right, yeah, okay, t- t- went ten and a half minutes. Uh, Norman Smiley and Chavo Guerrero. Fit Finley's around, but he's working Van Hammer. I don't know. Um, oh, this is a rough show. Uh, Jericho versus Perry Saturn. Loser must wear a dress. All right, so Billy Kidman, Billy Kidman, uh, Rey Mysterio, Juventud Guerrero, Psychosis. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm just going to I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm going to I'm going to take out Billy Kidman from that. Top five wrestlers in America, and I'm not counting Chris Daniels. Or uh, Scoot Andrews, <laughs> the Black Nature Boy. The Black Nature Boy. Devin Storm, not factoring into this. I think five best wrestlers in America. Bush was not better. 
No, no, no. He he was you know he was really learning how to do lots of different types of arm drags though. Yeah. Uh, Shouts out to Joe Sposto, by the way. I haven't actually taken my kid out to to play Pokemon Go yet, but I've downloaded the app, so we're gonna do that soon. Um, top five wrestlers in America in on on the on the date of January twelfth, nineteen ninety nine. Top five wrestlers in America: Rey Mysterio Jr., Juventud Guerrera, Psychosis, Chris Benoit, and the road dog jesse james okay. <laughs> it feels I, I i can accept that i feel that's fair i don't know like i guess rob van dam jerry lynn like there's ecw guys to look at for the, but i don't know i don't think any of them none of them work in weekly fucking badass matches like this he's no, so no. fucking good he like attacks skin girl the lights don't even stop strobing like it's still red and black flashing and he's already attacking him Oh, did, did we mention his uh, plunder uh, cart? Oh yeah, he's got a big, he's got a big uh, wheeling, uh, like sort of laundry bin that you'd see like in a prison, um, or at least that's where I've seen them from my times. Um, they, <laughs> the uh, it's got a bunch of little trash cans in it and like little, you know, like sticks and rooms and shit. You know, he's he's brought his stuff to the ring, which this is again first time, right? First hardcore yes. title match where a guy brings all his own shit to the ring. That's notable. Sorry, I had to absolutely. Uh, yeah, you talk about uh, talk about. I gotta take care of a thing. <laughs> okay, so gang, so we establish uh, Gangrel. Gangrel's a he's a good heel. Uh, he's he's a real wild motherfucker. Um, there's some stuff. I mean, this is a very short match. Maybe it goes about five and a half minutes. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going. On. Um, there's not a whole lot to explicitly mention. It just worked at a nice pace. Well, so Gangrel, uh, at this time period, when you say he's a good heel, he was a very specific type of Attitude Era heel that had a lot of moves. Yes. So, like, this is the thing we saw with, like, that Christian versus Dick Togo match that we covered, where Christian is just hitting power bombs and fucking, like, different types of backbreakers and shit. Doing some real austin shit, like, just hitting capital M moves with a Z at the end. Gangrel hits a... Nobody hits power bombs. No, a power bomb is a mid move, mid match move. Power bomb is a finish, right? Up until yeah. around this time, he power bombs his ass through a fucking table, like really, really sick fucking power bomb too. Really smashes his ass through it. Yeah. Um, he gets so Gangrel gets back suplexed, like over the rail. So they're in the crowd, and then yeah. he so Road Dog sort of back suplexes him and they both fall over the rail and the landing is not pretty. Um, not horrible, but not pretty either. Um, the power bomb through the table though, brings up the old 10, 10, double feature replay. Um, and, but you know, to the nature of these matches before the replay is even finished and cut away back to the, you know, the whole match being on screen, Rotaga's back on offense so <laughs> there's like some weird sketchy sort of momentum stuff happening here, right? In all of these matches, but what they have five minutes to work with. So they do what they do. Right. Yeah. Um, there's like the, the plastic trash can, they set up the table near the entrance. Um, and the sort of the centerpiece of this match is this sort of segment that happens here. Do you want to lay it out for us? What kind of the three things that happen all in a row? <laughs> okay. So, Road Dog sets up a table. He puts Gangrel on it, and he's going to go for a shake, rattle, and roll elbow drop. Okay, off the off the apron, Cactus Jack. Cactus style. Jack style. That's what I've read. Okay. Yeah, and goes and does not fucking. Uh, he hits he hits Gangrel on the table. 
breaks the table just a little bit. It's they very slightly up. bent. Very slightly. Not happy with that, though. <laughs> not, so, even, not, not at all happy with that. Then he goes for a... Is it an, basically a, a double stomp? I have it as a Jeff Hardy style double leg drop or butt That's right. bomb. It's double. It's double. It is double leg drop. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, if you're trying to break a, a table, boom drop, if you will. Yes, a boom drop. Exactly. A Kofi Kingston. Um, Road Dog, a better wrestler than Kofi Kingston, folks. If you're listening to this and you disagree, turn it off. Just turn it off. Um, no, don't do that. Please keep listening. Um, it's definitely a, a boom drop double leg, and the the table breaks. Would you say just a, a little more? A little more. It's incremental. It. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> it's uh, all right. So does he go to the second rope? Here's the second rope. Yeah. And how would you classify the move he does off of the second rope to try to finally break this table? It's like a. Is it like a double stomp? Is it like a single knee drop? It's kind of it's kind it's, of a Russ a... Meyer cannonball. <laughs> like it's kind of just yeah. throw your body at him. It's sort of an elbow, sort of just a here's the abdomen and also my thighs. And let's break this fucking table finally. And it still doesn't even really break it. Like no. th- this is the strongest table you've ever seen in American television. It, yes. Uh, Lawler. This is a hardcore table. Uh, and that's, Paul says it too. After that's right. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, they keep both riffing on the idea that the table is also hardcore. Even the tables here are hardcore. Mike? Mike Cole? Uh, yeah, I hate I hate this fucking team. I hate Lawler and Cole. Um, it's, it's so fucked up that they had a match at Mania, and Lawler <laughs> didn't just murder him. It's so <laughs> yeah. stupid. Um, one, of the, one of the biggest disappointments in booking in the last decade, I'd say. Um, not that there haven't been quite a few, but that's one of the worst ones for that, me. It's an easy layup. Yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah. It's so easy. It's so easy. Oh, man, remember fucking Miz versus Lawler ladder match? Like, that yeah. match fucking rules. And Cole's, like, big, his commitment, his, like, oh, he's fully a heel after this. That moment fucking rules. It was, like, the best thing that Cole has ever been involved with, story-wise, for sure. And, the, yeah, they fucked it all up. Their Their match also, the singles match... Um, at Elimination Chamber for the title. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Lawler and Miz, great match. Yeah, really good, really good. Lawler, Lawler's got good punches. I don't know if people are aware of that. Um, I don't know if that if people are aware that that's something we care about. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's you know it's you know whatever. I would actually say you know what one of the key elements to uh, being in the hardcore division is sure good punches. sure 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 yeah yeah I, I think Just I think walking s- around and punching people in the face. That's Just part of why well snow and you'll go far. Snow f- feels like kind of kind of like an anomaly there because he doesn't he's got he's got like the snow understands the the balance of comedy and work rate and like prop spots i don't think snow has good punches at all or at least he doesn't show him in those matches i think he had some some weird strikes we'll talk about kidney punches all right we'll get to the kidney that's the next match you're right you're right weird strikes that are cool though you're right let's not go there yet um so the table is mostly broken it's now sitting on the ground um Sort of a 90 degree angle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and they are. I should say 45. Two 45 degree angles meeting in the middle at another 45. Um, so we get this. So, all right. So this is a sort of a tough thing to, to, to actually explain. Um, but the high spot of this match for me is the 
the table's mostly mostly broken, but there's like still threads holding the wood together. It feels like at the center, even though they've it's sunken in, it's touching the ground pretty much, um, but it's still holding on. Road Dog reverses a gangrel Irish whip that would have sent him into sort of the legs of the table. They're sort of on that end of the table. Um, yeah. And Gangrel does not bump into the legs. Instead, he chooses to take an ultra high speed flip bump over the over the, the near end of the table, smashing through and flattening the far end of the table. And it's just crazy. It's just a super fucking high pace, like high, high, high intensity bump that you wouldn't expect from anybody on a show like this. Just, like Gangrel is a pretty psycho bumper, I'm kind of learning. Oh, but, for sure. He always has been. He still is, even though he's, yeah, I guess he's he, in his fucking fifties. He doesn't get for shit, right? And he's a bigger dude too. So yeah, he's not. He's not small for sure. He's bigger than fucking Road Dog here. Road Dog then suplexes him on the other. The, the still one one half of the table is still upright in a forty five degree angle. Road Dog attempts to suplex him through that piece of the table, and it does not break. It does not fucking move. <laughs> and then the, the finish, which again, none of this feels like they planned it. Like it feels like they had plans, and none of it worked out. And then they keep, like the finish of this match does not feel like the planned finish of this match at all. Um, Dog does an unprotected chair shot. Gangrel doesn't go down. Then Road Dog goes up to the fucking apron, runs across, and just jumps and does a, like a flying unprotected chair shot to the head yeah. off of the apron, and that's what finishes it. Um, like just the like sort of loose chaos of it all. Um, it doesn't feel like any of it was really that well thought out and that's kind of like extremely placed to extremes. Yeah. He is so good. Fucking great here. Road dog. (laughs) Like what if he would have been in fucking ECW in this era? Like maybe that's, maybe we just never saw him in the right place. This one month of him is stunning. This is the, this is our road dog episode. It's our road dog episode. (laughs) It's insane that we have one, but we do now. Oh man, he's so good. And you, uh, and you know what? This is uh, suddenly going to take a sharp right turn into being a Bob Holly episode. Our Bob Holly episode. That's right. That's right. A man that I have shaken hands with outside the LaSalle Knights of Columbus Center, and uh, it was very nice to me. I really like the guy. He seems like a very cool dude who likes his fans. So that's nice. From uh, uh, from February fourteenth, I guess. Yes, February fourteenth, nineteen ninety nine. St. Valentine's Day massacre in Memphis. One of a very fam- uh, very one of the most famous like one-off. Definitely like the last ever really in your house style. Just like oh, here's just a fucking show name. Sure, sure. They've done a couple. I mean, they did like Capital Combat and a few others where it's just been like, oh, that's just that's uh, whatever the fuck that was called. Capital Carnage. Capital Combat. Capital Carnage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Capital Combat is when uh, RoboCop shows. Yeah, up. yeah. That's a different thing. That's that's a clash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess but, it is like maybe the last one. Of those, like, we never use this title again. And, and I mean, yeah, there have been one Like, show specifics, yeah. Yeah, but this is, it's, I think this might have been branded as an in your house, too. I think this might be the last branded in your house, or maybe backlashes, actually. So it's really the end of an era for, for monthly pay per views that are tossed aside. Um, yeah, it's Al Snow versus Bob Holly, though. I don't know if we said that. Yes. <laughs> this is the famous Memphis River match. Um, I, I think everybody knows this match. I think this is probably one of the most famous finishes in the history of the belt, right? Yeah. Like if if you like asked people, like random people who watched wrestling back then, name like five things you remember that weren't Austin or The Rock, they probably mentioned this fucking match because yeah. I remember when 
Al Snow and Bob Hawley ending up in the fucking Mississippi River. Yeah, like when we when when I was kids, when I was when I was a kid, and we would like hung out, and I would like talk to people at re- at school about wrestling, and they weren't as diehard as I was, but they'd watch the shit. Like we were obsessed with Bob Hawley and Al Snow, like Al Snow especially. Like Head was so funny. Like we we once somebody explained the joke to us, so fucking yeah. funny. It was so sick. What does everybody want? It's so good. Uh, and then they all chant, we want head. Like, that's so funny. Um, can, we, can, we, can we talk uh, for just a moment about Alstow's uh, bizarre theme? Uh, it, it's great. It's all, he had uh, Breathe by The Prodigy as his uh, as one of his favorite okay, in ECW. Yeah. And that's what this is. Kind of, it's supposed to be like a big beat sure. song. And it's so fucking weird to hear in in just in WWF, right? It's so fucking weird. I, it, co- it kicks ass though, because I how, never considered it doesn't that. fit at all. I never really considered. Okay, I got my, my daughters talking to me. Um, I never really considered. I got to take a little second. I never considered that that was the same song. Um, yeah, it is a very idea for song. Yeah, yeah. It is a maniacal fucking song, and it's just like drums and like weird swirling shitty synthesizers. Yeah, Joe Johnson, Jim Johnson, whatever the fuck his name was, was really good at uh, at like imitating all those guys were you know fucking uh the the wcw guy whoever the fuck that was was it jimmy hart maybe it was jimmy hart um doing come as you are or whatever for raven like that stuff is making sound alikes is a very funny trade um i'm gonna give me just one second sure i'll be right back i'm gonna do a little clap maybe that'll spike the audio and then i'll see where it was it'll be easy but i'm still talking so i'm just gonna make it harder the longer i do this one sec Uh, extremely I, awake no no she's been awake the whole time she did, okay. she never slept um but i i could just give her her like amazon fire tablet and like a snack and she'll just chill for a little while oh, yeah. while i finish chilling, the show I, i'm chilling with my amazon fire that as <laughs> i've said before is completely unregistered <laughs> my mom stole it yeah ours is ours is very on the books um yeah she's cool she's she's gotten good at um hanging out while i finish something up which is nice it's really my son's another point entirely but he's caged in motherfuckers in a crib he can't get out so although he did fucking jump out of it and like land on his head like i mean presumably he had a big fucking bump on his head i, I assume that's what it's from um so we're gonna have to lower that or i don't know get him a fucking race car bed it might be time i don't know um uh your extremely divorced son <laughs> he's he's very he's extremely that he's got hard pete Buttigieg energy <laughs> we should, that fucking hair what the fuck this happened hair. what oh. happened 
he was, apparently he was using all of that donor money to keep his hair mm. together. But That's it's funny. Like, his hair was didn't look that bad, like that long. And I don't fucking know. Maybe mm. he's dying. Maybe he's dying. Maybe Pete yeah. Buttigieg is dying. Uh, be a good Corona death. Yeah, it would that would be that case? Be one of the funnier ones for sure. Um, okay. So. Uh, we should mention now, with regard to this hardcore title match, why isn't Road Dog in this hardcore title match? Oh, yeah, yeah. What's That's... going on here? All right, so uh, he actually did get legit injured, but for like a month. So they just need to they decide to vacate the title, which, fine, whatever. And they make like, 30 day clause. Like, 30 day clause. Yeah, they make a thing of um, he get attacked by the accolades or some shit. I don't fucking remember exactly who. Uh, okay. On. The uh, Saturday Night Raw, because I don't know why they had to do a Saturday Night Raw. I don't dog know show. Tennis. Tennis or dog show. Yeah, fucking some shit. I don't fucking... Do- when the fuck was the dog show? I don't remember. Tennis, then. I don't know. Tennis <laughs> is fucking September. That's just one thing I do know. Uh, <laughs> big, Saturday Night Raw, Big Agassiz fan. You know one of the first guys I ever wanted to fuck was uh, was Pete Sampras, and that's embarrassing to look back at now, but it was like one of the first, first men I was like... He's a weird-looking Greek man, but you know what? He's, you know... He looks like said, he fucks. Uh, yeah, he does. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, listen, uh, you know, I, I have I mentioned my, uh, you know, my affinity for uh, male tennis players getting massaged on the, on, on, <laughs> on the sidelines during... Yeah, that's good know, stuff. It's good shit that, like, see it? Like, I don't... I'm not into Rafael Nadal. Like what he looks like, he looks like he looks like some kind of rodent. Sure, but him just getting those uh, those thighs, uh, sort of uh, yeah, it taps it, made... it, it awakens something. Really yes, does. yeah. Anyway, this match <laughs> is uh, is for the vacant hardcore title uh, because of that because a road dog got legit hurt on a house show or something, and uh, it kicks ass. Um, but it is goofy as hell. Well, now uh, Holly, so Holly feels like it's at times Holly feels like he is working almost in spite of. The, the 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 comedic nature of some of these matches because he hits so hard he really doesn't have time he, he doesn't have time for that shit you know <laughs> like yeah um i i will say um i watched this i watched the next four matches the last four matches we got here the bob holly matches with my wife um and we were fucking high as shit um which we don't get high often so good times um they they, they uh they waste no time going out in the crowd and cole mentioned sparky plug and I have to like explain Sparky Plug to my wife, which takes a long time. <laughs> this guy, he was uh, a legit race car driver for some yeah. goddamn reason at Mobile Speedway, or well, I don't fucking know. Uh, bizarre. It's so weird that that was a thing. And I like the idea of, I like the idea of Vince being like, oh yeah, because they funded his uh, his late model, which nobody fucking saw. He was on TV racing, <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, we'll get some uh, audience in uh, Alabama. From this it makes sense he's in the european leagues yeah no i was like I, I was explaining to her well they showed footage of a car going around in a circle and then they showed some a cut of him climbing out of a car and taking off a helmet and then you're supposed to believe that thurman um which she thought thurman was really funny too uh was, was thurman right yeah thurman sparky plug thurman Star- sparky plug uh so yeah it's a very ridiculous thing um but cole mentions that uh holly's had like cups of coffee with the icy title which i don't remember is that yeah. real? Is that a thing? Did he win the IC title uh, before this? He won it off with Jeff Jarrett. That's right. It was one of those things. Before this? Did... Yeah, yeah. I'm like 95 or 96. Really? Oh, shit. I fucking, I had no idea. It was one of those things New generation. that was a reverse decision, and it was they just kind of did it to screw Jeff Jarrett. Okay. Basically. Okay. 
I guess it's a cup great, of coffee. Great, great work. It's like a shot of espresso. Um, he mentions that he had a cup of coffee with the tag titles, which, of course, him and one to the kid. Um, and then maybe another thing. I know him and Billy Gunn were tag champs later on. And then maybe him and Crash were tag champs in 99. Who fucking knows? Um, the, uh, the, the idea that he, he's had these, like, brief, like, you know, interactions with gold in the company. But this means a lot to him. Like, they, like Cole does a good job here of playing up that this match means a lot to, to Hardcore Holly. This is what he, he, he's not Hardcore Holly yet. He's just Bob Holly, right? Yeah. Um, so this, at this point, we've established these matches go all over. They waste no time going all over. Um, I don't think this match even lasts 10 seconds in the ring. No, no. Yeah. It's... And the crowd is like down. Like at this point, these people are. This is like fresh stuff. Like at a certain point, like crowds would turn on this concept of just watching the match happen on the Tron. Um, but here, they're like they're popping for everything. You hear they've piped the 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 arena audio in through all of it, or through most of it. Um, what happens here? Let's see. Uh, snow gets smashed like a like a bottle or a glass. Like it's the first time we see glass file fly all over the place in, in one of these. Yeah. Um, Holly smashes what appears to be like ceramic tiles over Snow's head. Uh, then he like throws a trash can and like a Budweiser cooler at him and everything that L.A. Park style. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but all right. So similar to L.A. Park, but even more so. Holly has this like real even. I mean, obviously he's established this later on in his career as like a hard ass. He's already that in 99. He is, he hits hard as fuck. Every single well, thing. Do you, I mean, here's the thing. This is like a fresh haircut. Um, like this is like a fresh, like I'm, di- yeah, I'm just, sure. I don't give a fuck even like he had the, the fucking big mullet in, um, when the job squad did that run in for mankind in, uh, November 98. I didn't even recognize him. I didn't even know he was I know. there. Yeah. It's fucking bizarre. I'm like, who the fuck's that blonde ass? Oh my God. That has to be Bob Holly. Is that no- still new, new midnight? Yeah, that has to be, yeah. Yeah, the new... Again, all right, so there's the thing. Which, which were not a thing at that time, because Bark Gun was in fucking Japan. Yeah. After he been shuffled off after winning Brawl for all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck. Uh, great times. We'll get there. There's there's stuff to talk about with regard to that. Um, so there's a segment here that really brought to light, really hung the old lampshade on it. Um, when Snow breaks three consecutive mop handles over the back of Bob Holly. And I gotta wonder if we should have been like keeping count of broom and mop handles because uh, they break a lot in these matches. It is definitely you know the the, the signature weapon. Um, Snow does these sick little punches to the kidney as they head outside, and and I, again he he does some um, some kind of shitty like Kawada kicks to the chest. Yeah, not maybe not in this match. I'm not sure which match it is. No, no, he does he, he does kicks and it's, they're sort of weird looking, but like like the standing kicks out in the parking lot. And it's more, I mean, they're not great looking, but it is kind of like it's interesting that he's doing them. It's like sure. I'll give him credit for that. It's not that they look great. It's but it's like what the fuck's doing that? Uh, well, he credit. watches too much tape. I think he I think I also know. Tape, yeah. yeah, he's he's watching too much fucking uh, puro race and just like going too hard on his fucking you know kobashi matches or whatever and thinks he's him he thinks he's like that guy um at, but, no you're leaf cassidy yeah yeah at, at at best you could you could try to be the eagle or the patriots <laughs> take your pick the lacrosse you could be richard slinger maybe um yeah this is uh so they they, they go all over right they go out of the parking lot um 
There's a... a gigantic hill of dirt. <laughs> yeah, big hill of dirt. There's a fire lane sign. Uh, Bob throws snow into the fire lane sign, which bends like the pole and like gets unrooted. Um, and my wife was laughing at it because she's she's saying they're going to get fined by the city, fined by the city. But then she was saying that oh look, he's going to try to put it back. Like she saw Holly pick up the pole with the, with the fire lane sign and try to like sit it back, but then he just smashes it over Snow's shoulder. Um, Vince has that taken care of. Oh, Lalo keeps pointing out that <laughs> yeah. the cop car is parked illegally. Yeah, yeah, he like that. That's extremely funny. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's <laughs> it sweet. is funny. That yeah, that's that's the kind of shit they're, they. Hey, those are those guys are essential. All right. And hey, this is and hey, he would run for mayor of Memphis. This is a thing he has to be <laughs> vigilant for. Sure. He's gonna, if he's going to get the black vote, then he has to say the cops are bad, right? If he's going to yeah. get the white vote, he's going to have to say they can park wherever they want. So it just depends which votes you want, King. <laughs> Turns out, not enough to win. Um, yeah. What if you become mayor of Memphis, Tennessee? Yeah. yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. He still can. He still can. He just he make, can. More, make more ramen jokes. Uh, I still need to find that clip. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, she was disappointed that he didn't actually replant the... <laughs> the sign uh at some point cole calls holly a real blue collar individual which i have spelled c-l-l-e-r that's how i spelled collar there <laughs> you were so, under an influence yeah 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 uh yeah a welder by trade. a welder by trade is the next thing i have written down <laughs> and then i think uh king says they're gonna have to weld his body parts back on which is a weird thing to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Snow gets sent through a chain chain link fence and a police barricade, um, and then at some point Snow yanks some barbed wire off of like a gate or a fence, like that you know the barbed wire that's at the top, the three rows of barbed wire, the prison yeah. wire or whatever, and chokes Bob Holly with it. Like that's fucking and crazy. And but here's another him just being like, I'm gonna pop the boys in the back. He says, Hey Bob, have you met my girlfriend? Her name's Barbie Wire. I didn't even hear that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Barbie Wire, yeah, hell yeah. Uh is is he a big fan of the Pamela Anderson film Barbie Wire? I never saw that. Should I watch that? Should I I don't know. Is uh, it hot? Shout out shout out to her friend uh Sally Hot Jughead, big fan of that. Oh she's uh, of course she's a Barbie Wire person. <laughs> of course she is. Alright, I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask Sally if she uh recommends I watch that with my wife if I want to try to get intimate. Um they they end up so this is the thing. They walk through the fucking woods, right? They're fucking, they're in the, they're in the goddamn woods. Um, yeah. Um, this is a Kyle. The yeah. Bullshit. Kyle's out there. He's like, Hey man, I'm trying to sleep over here. Um, from here. You ain't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> fucking marks. Um, there's a weird sense that some of this is produced because every now and then there's like a prop that feels like it's arranged for a spot here and there. Maybe like there's a bundle of sticks that somebody gets thrown through. That doesn't make sense for it to have been bundled. Um, <laughs> no. there, there's the, there's the, the, obviously the finish is the chain link, the roll of like fresh chain link fencing that has yet to be hung. That's there. And that makes no sense. Maybe it does. I don't know. It feels like if you're building a fence out there, you put that in the back of your F-250 and you take it with you. So something like this doesn't happen yeah. on, on a Sunday and you come back on Monday and you find Al Snow in it. You can't actually use that fencing anymore. <laughs> it's God been, damn it. He got all the hair grease on yeah, it. Yeah, it's been contaminated. There's fake brood blood all over it. Um, but no, it, for the most part, it never really feels that manufactured. It doesn't feel like super produced it does feel like they're kind of just grabbing whatever trash they see and hitting each other with it and that's fucking cool um they end up in the river of course it's one of the iconic spots i think i am going to try to split this in two i don't know where i'm going to do it but we're, we're hitting three hours here soon maybe we just make two episodes out of this 
I don't know. Fuck it, why not? Yeah, I don't, that's like a thing that professional podcasts do. Um, when a show goes long, they're like, ah, because uh, I think people are intimidated by like three plus hour. Po- I don't know why. I think, yeah, I think people, <laughs> people do not fuck with the length of our shows on occasion. Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe, we, maybe we'll start doing some. I know, I love it, but I don't, but we're, I'm a maniac. I'm the one making it. I'm the one who's like, yeah, sure. it's good that it's fucking long as shit. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, it's a talk we should have. Um, they end up in the river, one of the iconic spots of the hardcore title, you know, history. Like, one of the coolest things. Um, Alice knows, like, a crossbody into the river. And then, then, um, I think Holly slams Snow's head onto an old tire that's out there. An old tractor tire? It's fucking great. It's, yeah. it's, uh, Emily said she was worried that one of them was going to drown. Uh, they make their way back that's to the why river. They pay, that's why they pay Gerald Briscoe. He's there to make sure nobody drowns. Okay. What else was he good at? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know the story. Um, wait, do I? What's the story there? There's a story there. Okay. I thought, okay. I thought maybe uh, he was the I guy. Been, no, I could have made a pat joke. I didn't want to. He was the guy from the Phil Collins song. Um, they oh, they make the. Right. That's Peter yeah, Gabriel. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, good times. Th- I love those two guys from Yes. Um, they make their way back to the riverbank, and Holly hits snow with the over the back with like a huge thick tree branch like that it looks horrifying it looks like a yeah an, a true instrument of death and it breaks and it flies directly into the camera which is some real uh piranha 3 3d shit happening you know <laughs> some real like um polar express or whatever robert zemeckis 3d movies yeah beowulf God. shit happening here <laughs> beowulf yeah uh... who, who could forget I, I think most people did forget. <laughs> people forget. People should forget because they looked horrifying. Uh, uh, so at, at some point here, Cole says another dubious line on commentary where he says, Al Snow has had many legendary battles in the Far East. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just because of Al Snow's uh, fucking uh, martial arts sensibilities. Oh, okay. His, his sword twirling, of course. Um, his love of his love of liver shots, which are fucking cool. Okay, he does. He actually does hit a weird sort of to the side of Bob Holly. Like he's 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 at Bob Holly's left side, and he hits like this fucking like like he's standing uh, parallel with him, and he hits him with a right, and he just it just fucking creams him. It looks fucking great. I don't. That's the best punchy throws uh, that we've I didn't seen catch that. Anything. Yeah, I didn't but, catch and, that. And it's like it's very hard to describe as like a standard punch, but it looks really good in this context. Huh. Okay. Um, the finish comes like pretty soon after this. Holly gets snow wrapped up in the chain of the roll of like chain link fencing pins him. You know, one of the most famous sort of finishes in in this era. Um, he has to jog back in, and Tim, Tim White also jogging alongside him. And then there's a big pop when he finally emerges into the ring, into the arena. And it is a massive building. I don't know if you like, if you were impressed by the scope of this, but sort of the behind the back shots showing how packed this place was and how big. Oh yeah. Pyramid is an insane building. It's, it's a, I don't know. I look like 20,000 strong in there. I don't know. I don't have numbers in front of me. Um, but it was, it was really, it was real super, super no vacancy moments. And it Um, is now the biggest, uh, Bass Pro Shop in the world. No shit. Yeah. Bob Holly right at home, right? I know. Fuck. That's great. That's a, that's a beautiful story. Uh, they do cut back to Al Snow by the river, and he's still trapped in the chain link. And he's like wriggling. And Emily said he looked like Bob from Twin Peaks. So yeah, this is a battle of his of the Far East. He's sushi now. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Bobby Heenan. I'm the brain. Yeah. Bitch. All right. 
this match, you know, this match whips and is an iconic for a reason. But here's a match that is not iconic at all, but also whips extremely hard. Nobody knows that this happened. Nobody fucking knows. <laughs> from uh, two days date, later, two days later, this is from uh, February 16th, 1999. So it aired on uh, 22nd. February 22nd. Yeah. Uh, so Barkon came back the, the week before and congratulated uh, Bob Holly on his uh, on winning the title, and Bob Holly called him a piece of shit and said, "What the fuck have you ever done for me, bitch?" And that leads leads to this match. Yeah, uh, Barkon's first match back since winning the brawl for fucking all, and then having which... a pretty successful tour of Japan, right? Yeah, isn't the story there that like he got those bookings? So that, what they were like, we can't. You can't be a guy. You can't be a guy <laughs> at all. There's no way. And then they let him take all Japan bookings because all Japan was like, uh, we need the guy who knocked out Steve Williams. Like, that's the yeah. whole thing, right? Yeah, that he's just like, oh, this guy's fucking legit. And just like, yeah, I'm just like, Misawa being like, Mar? fucking right. And then he would have multiple fucking, he would win titles yeah, in yeah. Japan. He would well, have a good ass run with uh, a fucking Jungle Jim Steel. Sure, sure. Um, I, I I do think it's like interesting to think about what like specifically what happened to get him those bookings in all Japan, and what I think it is is that Doctor Destiny Williams spent like eight years, six years, something like that, just fucking those guys up, just dist- like Masawa and Kobashi, the amount of fucking like backdrop drivers they took on their heads for that guy, they probably fucking hated him. <laughs> and they were probably over the fucking moon to see some asshole in jeans and cowboy boots knock him out with a single haymaker. Like, so I think I think it's like really a personal thing. I think there was like, oh, I this is the most I've this is the most they've laughed in years. Masawa never laughed much, but the most he ever laughed in all of 1998 probably was when fucking Bart Gunn knocked out the guy who dropped him on his head like 30 times the year before in a single match or whatever. Like, yeah. I think it's a funny thing to think about. Um, Bart Gunn comes out to music that sounds pretty familiar here. I think it got recycled to somebody else's theme, but I'm not sure who. Um, they mentioned that Bob Holly is the only person that Bart didn't knock out in the Brawl for All. Can you corroborate this? Do you know? Yes, they went to a, uh, they went to they went a, to, a uh, judge's decision. Okay, okay. Um, interesting. I, I should probably watch those. They're weird, but yeah. they, they, they rule in their way. Yeah, I'm sure they're fun. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed Jordan Breen on the Between the Sheets special for Brawl for All. Um, I think Jordan Breen's a very funny guy to listen to. Yeah, Jordan's good. Um, oh. Here's what we're going to say. Uh, this match fucking rules. Um, I think this is this is one of my favorite of these matches. It's and great. It, um, both these guys. Uh, both these guys. Both these guys. guys. But you you know let's talk about punches. Um, Fuck these guys throwing them. Bart Bart has some of the best punches. I mean, obviously that's his gimmick, right? I mean, I mean it wasn't his gimmick. It wasn't his gimmick at all. And then it emerged as a thing. We were just like, oh okay, uh, oh he just knocked out the guy that we we're oh. I yeah, guess and he's, he has he's wearing a glove over his left hand, like a uh, not like a full glove, but like like to be like, oh that's his, that's his that's punching hand, huh? That's yeah. a knock, that's a knockout shot hand. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like they are truly great punches. I mean, Holly also has great punches, right? Like that's why you bring it up in the way you did. Um, but like he is fucking Bart Gunn is sick in this match, and he looks uh, massive. Yeah. He looks fucking huge. He looks insane. Yeah, he makes Bob Holly look. He looks. Yeah. he makes him look fucking small. It's 
and it's bonkers. And Holly is not small. I've shaken hands with the man. He is fucking. He is a large man. Um, yeah, and he looks badass in the jeans. Let's see. All right, smashes a coffee mug over Holly's face. They do probably one of the best bell shots I've ever seen. One of the best ring bell shots. He actually hits him with the the metal part of the bell, the bell itself. Okay. And there is a distinct ding sound. It's yes. perfect. It's pro- it's maybe the maybe maybe the best bell shot I've ever seen. Um. What, he fucking pulls the padding off the top of the rail, drops Holly throat first on it. Uh, Holly comes back with fire extinguisher, sprays it. There was like a bucket of ice, I guess. Is that what you yeah. saw that as? Yeah. Um, so he, he bumps Bart into the stairs. Bart takes the, bu- the stair bump real fucking hard. Uh, and the way he moves him, he seems even bigger than ever before. Um, we get the hardcore title match special, vertical suplex on the ramp, um, DDT on the ramp, but... Like you, all right. So this is where it really came to a head for me is when I saw Bart standing on the stage. Something about that sense of scale outside of the yeah. ring. He looks fucking gigantic. He must. He's got to be six five, six six, right? He looked something like that. Yeah. I mean, he's about as tall as uh, Godfather, who is fucking huge. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely that's his finals. That's either semifinal or his final opponent in right. Before I forget. Right, comma. Yeah. The... Yeah. As, about as tall as fucking Bradshaw. Yeah. Also a tall man. Yeah, these are big fucking guys, and I think Bart could stand up next to any of them. Um, he smashes a watermelon over Holly's head. Actually, you know what? You know what actually brought it up to me is when Bob Holly scoop slams him on the ramp, and it looks like some big John Studd shit. Like it looks like he barely got him up for it, and so that's that's part of it is just watching him take a bump like that. Um, they get the wa- they get the fruit section of the match. Um. You know, the fruit section, of course. The fruits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He smashes a watermelon. Appropriate wa- for our podcast. That's right. Right. A couple of fucking watermelons over here. Um, smashes a watermelon over Holly's head. Grinds the piece of the watermelon in his face. He breaks like a big fucking aluminum pole over his back. And then Holly comes back and transitions to off- offense with just a just a right to the dick. Just a straight. <laughs> yeah. You know. That's the way to do a low blow, in my opinion. Um, and then the highlight of this match... My favorite part of this match comes right after this. It's 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 sort of the climax of the fruit segment, you might say. Yeah. Um, Holly smashes a crate of bananas over Bart Gunn's head, uh, which Jerry the King Lawler describes as terrific. <laughs> 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 and I agree, because uh, you see bananas pop out of the broken wood. It is one of the like best visuals I've seen from any weapon shot. It, it, definitely in this episode, but ever. Like, ever. And then the rest of the match, they're like slipping on banana peels and shit. Yeah. Uh, like, a bro- uh, Bart Gunn steps in a broken crate of, uh, a broken crate <laughs> yeah. of bananas. Like, he, he's stepping on toilet paper out, taking a shit. Yeah, he gets oh, wrapped so around good. his foot. He can't get it off. Yeah. Oh, he's smack- also a bag of flour, which is flour. a... That is a weapon you I, kill a man with. Yeah, it just for and then like the fucking breath gets covered in it. Yeah, yeah, th- all three guys covered in flour. Probably like the first row uh, off to the left of the of the stage, which is a really shitty place to have to sit, except for in this era where it's basically like sitting in the front row. Um, and then and then what happens? Can you tell me what happens here at the end? <laughs> okay, this is very confusing, but so uh, a martial arts expert. Let's call him that. <laughs> A man, uh, a man in a red gi with uh, a mask on, comes out from behind uh, the curtain to attack Bart Gunn. He throws some chops at <laughs> and shit. He does some like then, little kung fu like uh, arm movements and shit. 
<laughs> yeah, and then he pushes uh, Barkon off the stage and through the fucking table. A, a hellacious so- bump, too. It's not even like... <laughs> it looks- Barkon goes completely fucking lit <laughs> and takes it. And he just fucking- <laughs> Who knew that Bart Gunn had on his resume that he fucking took a bump off the stage through a table? Like, <laughs> you would so- never guess this <laughs> happened. So but who is and this? Then, who is this? Art, I can tell you it is the martial arts expert. Uh, is it Butterbean? <laughs> oh, that wouldn't that make sense? No, the martial arts expert comes. Uh, you see that he's wearing a racist uh, Asian mask. He does a. Oh no, the mask looks like. Uh, I'll say what the mask looks to me, like uh, towards the end of Brazil when they're like torturing him and trying to get in his mind. You know, and they have that like, big baby mask. It looks like a baby mask, but the whole thing of it, like, it seems racist somehow. Oh, yeah. The, the, the mask in Brazil is racist, it's, too. It's called, uh, it's called dystopian fiction. That's what this is. This is and, dystopian fiction. And then he does a kung fu move uh, to the camera, and uh, that was Al Snow. <laughs> yeah, he does, like, a little <laughs> of thing. Was Al Snow. It was Al Snow. Of course it was Al Snow. It was Al Snow. Uh, and, I, uh, Holly, and, you know, he's protecting, <laughs> he's keeping the belt in the, job, in, the, in the job squad family, even though I am not sure that Bob Holly's part of the job squad anymore. Nah, it doesn't matter. It was more of an idea, right? It's more of an ethos than anything. <laughs> Pin me, pay me is not necessarily a slogan as much as it's an ideology. Um, yeah, he goes down. He walks. Holly walks gingerly down the stairs and covered. He's covered in flour, and he pins Bargun after that thing. He takes it on his shoulder. This this table bump is severe. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's, it's one of the most ludicrous bumps. It's a high stage too. It's like a good twelve feet or some shit. Yeah, it's like it's fucked. It's crazy. Bargun, a real one. I mean, Bart we knew kicks we, ass. we knew that. But we knew it in more ways than you realize. This yeah. guy kicks fucking ass. I I, I saw this match um, for the first time ever, like a couple, like like a sometime in um, February, I guess, and just thought, like on a complete whim, I was watching uh, Los Pericos matches, and this match showed up <laughs> like all fucking. Oh uh, yeah, I was just and watching some Los Pericos matches. This match is so raw. I was just watching yeah. little you know Miguel Perez and you know Chains wrestle each other. Yeah, that's exactly what I was fucking doing. <laughs> yeah, that's Tuesday. That's Tuesday, baby. Oh, I was waiting man. for the landlord to show up. He had to sign something for me. And so yeah. what What else is there but Los Bariquas matches? A, a four-minute, 30-second match that's, like, got two bumps in it. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Good times. Um, maybe uh, it's time to go back and watch some Mike Barton again. It's been a long time since I watched any of that shit. Um, I can't find that. Do you you know the Perry Saturn match from TNA? Right, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. I've never uh, seen that. It. Ma- I can't find it. It's off of Daily Motion, and that match is a lot of fun. If you got it, Bart send Gun, it to us. could do some wild. He could have some wild brawls. Brawls. It uh, seems like he he's really good. On, yeah, he was called on to, upon to do this like twice, though. Unfortunately, this is a missed calling. Uh, oh unfortunately. yeah. Oh yeah. This division missed callings. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the 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 fact that these a lot of the stuff is good, like just like in spite of the the carelessness that like it's handled with. Um, but fuck, yeah, hell yeah, I fucking Bar Gun is a star. I love this guy. This probably this might be the only time we ever talk about one of his matches in the show. Um, although I hear there's a really good uh, smoking gun squash that we might do in our Squash World episode. Um, I think uh, Dudley Eastbank sent me that, so I'll have to look into that. I haven't watched those yet. Um, but yeah, Bargun, fucking sick. He's a sick MF. Um, all right, what's the date on this next one? It's 315? 315. 99, of course, from another Raw, Billy Gunn versus Bar- Bob Hawley. 
Um, this match is fucking weird, right? Uh, you know, it's it's. All right, so the the deal is we're going to cover... All right, so part of the hardcore title is that it changed hands all the fucking time. And even more so in the 24-7 era, obviously. We want to make sure that we at least mention, if not, like, comprehensively cover and review every title change. Yes. <laughs> I think that's part of the goal here. Um, and we're going to... And eventually we'll do it for the 666 title. Uh, or the DDT... Uh, was it the DDT... The what? Iron Man heavy metal weight uh, title, right? Where where uh, they they cha- where it changed hands six hundred and sixty six times or something in like a two month span between uh, Miyamoto and Kodaka or some shit, right? Um, yeah. yeah, like I, I want I I think it's really funny to like do this kind of dumb comprehensive thing <laughs> and be like, oh no, we're just making sure that we you know we cover all. It's like <laughs> this is a really stupid stupid project that we're gonna do here. Um, yeah, Billy Gunn wins the title in this match, of course. Uh, uh, most, I mean, most notable about this is the uh, JR is Raw. Uh, yeah, this is this weird. This is very strange, right? Uh, Cole calls it his pirate radio station that he set up. He's got like a table. He's got a smaller announce table in front of the actual announce table. Uh, and he's got Dr. Death with him. Ironically. Yeah, yeah Dr. Death's there massaging his shoulders. Uh, Dr. Death's funny. I love, I love. Dr. He looks Death. really weird here. Like he's, I mean, yeah, super is, old. Like he looks purposeless, but he does. But he is like actually doing this, like it, amusingly. Yeah. Well, explaining to him, uh, explaining to my wife that he was a, uh, he was a wrestler. because she was like, "Is that Jim Ross's manager?" <laughs> so, like, so it was confusing to her, and I was like, "No, he's actually one of the greatest wrestlers of all time." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, in the polo shirt? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He died like a year later. He's, I think it was a couple of years later, but um, maybe even 04? It was It was actually like 08 or something like no that. No shit. Was, I guess he, I don't know, yeah, he, he wasn't around a lot. Gordy uh, died in 2001. Right. Oh, really? It was that late? I thought Gordy died in like 97 or some shit. Um, well, he was, he was not wet. He, he was dead, just on the inside. Um yeah, all right. Executioner. Let's not talk about oh, that. Oh, yeah, that, oh, did, that happened too. That was 96, right? Yeah, um, yeah. All right, so Gunn starts this by getting turned inside out on a clothesline. He takes a fucking hellacious bump over the top to the floor. Um, he takes another big bump off, on the floor off a back body drop, and Billy Gunn is game to fuck around. Like, he is he is down to clown. He is, Nobody has ever said that Billy Gunn could not bump. Nah, yeah, for sure, for sure. He's And he's fucking massive. Billy Gunn also, like Bart Gunn, those two guys were both 6'5" you know at least and looked fucking like scary they look like their 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 gimmick was the smoking guns right but you yeah. also assume that they will shoot you like they yes. are they are those kind of freaks uh you know fucking florida georgia alabama fucking uh not even concealed carry like open carry motherfuckers um yeah so there's a, another broken broomstick you know obviously um take a yes, drink every time there's a, every time there's a broken broomstick take a drink uh, Billy Gunn takes a big face bu- buster on a chair. Another good bump. Um, he's like bumping his ass off. And then they cut to a close up of him loudly calling the next spot Tolly, <laughs> which is some real good, you know, prime era Kevin Dunn shit. Um, but so, all right. So the most notable thing for this match for me were the signs that me and my wife were sort of noticing. Um, there's a sign that says Vicodin's wanted. Yeah, uh, we'll work for Vicodin. That's a different sign. The same guy is God. holding it. There's two Vicodin signs, okay? Uh, there's also a sign a little to the left in front of him that says, I drink Ham's beer, which is cool. Um, Billy has great punches. Excellent, excellent, good goddamn punches. Yeah. Um, but Holly knows where they keep the glass pitcher, so he smashes another glass pitcher. 
Um, there's a sign that says uh, sexual adobo, which uh, is cool. Uh, there's another one that says uh, I like naked chicks. And then, and then finally, um, the same guy as the Vicodin signs, um, he's got a sign that says snuff video for sale. Snuff videos for sale, yeah, that guy. He's uh, trading snuff videos for Vicodin, I guess. And Emily said, it's, Emily was really getting a kick out of this. She said that we should have known the opioid crisis was going to happen, and we should have literally seen the signs. My wife, yes. my wife ladies and gentlemen. Here's, uh, <laughs> I mean, we should have seen the signs. That guy, yeah, there's your song. And, you I, like the song. Uh, and what are the chances, like a 50% or greater that that guy uh, was an ECW roster member? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was Vic Grimes. <laughs> that was just Vic Grimes there. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, Bob Holly gets press slammed over the top rope to the floor and his ankles hit JR's little table and he just lands <laughs> flat back on the floor. It's like a 12 foot bump to the fucking floor. <laughs> Just, yeah, and Severe. then uh, Dr. Death and JR start yelling at him about fucking, yeah, fucking their shit. table up. Yeah. His little baby dick table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. Uh, and back in, Billy Gunn hits the famous here. Uh, and that's on here. a chair. On a chair. On a chair, right. It's a good move to do in a chair, by the way. Really, it's not a great finish. Um, I actually have stuff to say about that in the next match. But yeah, there's your uh, and, fourth and champion. And this is when – this is – they had decided before this in one of uh, Vince Russo's greatest uh, idea strokes uh, to switch Road Dogg and Billy Gunn from uh, – to like from the, their divisions. Billy Gunn was going to be in the IC title match at WrestleMania. Right. And Road Dogg was going to be still in the hardcore division because that's what you fucking – and uh, no, no, no. Why would you do that? That That would only make sense. That would – and I don't want to do that. Oh, it just makes... You gotta shuffle the deck, alright? You gotta look. They know what to expect. These wrestling fans are smarter than they've ever been. And you gotta go out there and you gotta shuffle the deck. And look, the card they draw, it might be the fucking Joker card. And that's what... That's, you know, the fans aren't gonna know what to do with that. And that's what we gotta do to these people. You, you, know, yeah, you know... You know, personally, I like to think of myself a little bit like the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, he swerved him, John. Yeah, he, he swerved, swerved him. him. Yeah. All right. It's not main event time because the main event is the last time we ever do one of these. But main event time <clears throat> from WrestleMania yeah. 15. You got a date on this? Uh, f- March 28th, 1999. My hometown. Right. Right. We're co- yeah, we're hitting uh, all the all the plot all, all the places. This is great. All the all the cities. All of them. We're Every city in America towns. gets a little taste. A little taste. A hardcore. It is Billy Gunn versus Hardcore Holly versus Al Snow. Uh, this is maybe the we- one of the weaker matches sure. that we talk about, unfortunately, but that's WrestleMania. It's, it's not important. actually about good matches. People who say that it's about good matches are idiots. That, that, that It should be about good matches, theoretically. It's not. Yeah. And this also is in the middle of the Attitude Era. Uh, this is like a really bad WrestleMania. I think the, the main event famous- of this show is really good. I think Austin it's- Rock from this show is super underrated. And from it's Backlash, a lot of fun. The- the- Backlash next month, right? They did it again? Yeah. That match yeah. is fucking even better. I, I love, like, the 17 match and the 19... The 19 match gets talked about for finisher spamming and being Austin's last match. 17 match gets talked about because it's a huge angle, and it's the main event of one of the biggest wrestling shows of all time. And it's also really good. You know, it's really well laid out and double juice and all kinds of shit. Um, the Rock match, the Rock-Austin match from Mania 15, I think is probably my favorite one. I mean, that in the Backlash match, just because it's got Rock as a decisive heel. And I really like, you know, I like the dynamic there. Um, 
This show looks bad, though. I, this is the one with the uh, 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 boss man versus Undertaker in the cell, right? Yes. Have you watched that match? Is that match as bad as everybody says? It's not good. Yeah. More importantly, it's just not very much. It's just not really a match. And then oh, yeah. it just ends with him getting hanged. And you're like, huh. Yeah, right, right, right. Of course. Of course. Uh, uh, so Bob Holly is wearing plain black tights. There's nothing, there's nothing written on his tights. Did you notice that? Is that because yeah, he's, he's being called weird. Hardcore Holly now? I think he's been announced as Hardcore Holly. They did not. He has switched out of the Job Squad tights, but he does not have his own, the classic blue, yeah. black, and orange with the arch, uh, Holly tights. The arch on the side, yeah. yeah, yeah, classic, yeah, Crash Holly Worm too. Great tights. Um, he's, I mean, come on, man, it's WrestleMania. Get some fucking words on your tights. Um, <laughs> Uh, Billy takes a fucking maniac bump over the stairs that sort of looks like Foley's signature, like knees at the stairs and flip over bump. Although Billy doesn't hit quite as hard, but he flies like way further. It's like a more athletic but less harsh version of that bump. Uh, Billy's, I'm not, I'm not going to go back and do a deep dive in Billy Gunn, but dude fucking bumps. He's real good. Yeah. Um. So there's a. Under the ring, there's a catering basket. It looks like with lots of like uh, bottled waters and sodas and like snapples. Uh, that gets broken over somebody's head. And, like, glass is thrown on the ground again. There's a lot of glass in these matches, like, just off to the side. Um, and Emily said it would be funny if those belonged to, like, the production people and that the camera guys just watched them, like, ruin all their drinks and they're just like, Ugh, fucking assholes. Yeah, well, that's why you can't storm out of the ring. Yeah. A hardcore match. They should have known. They should have known better. Oh, uh, uh, there's a hockey stick under the ring. Yeah. Uh, you get Cole talking about hockey for... Uh, like 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. And the no, things that Michael no, Cole actually seems he lo- to give a shit about in life. Hockey. Oh, yeah. Good N- for him. Nim Floyers. Nim Floyers. Yeah. Is this from the Spectrum? Uh, no, this is when they're at the First Union Center. Okay, so the Spectrum this is it, done now then, huh? Yes. Yeah, so Spectrum was still up until very recently, so like about four years ago. It just didn't get used. The, 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 it got used for like the secondary stuff, like the uh, AAA hockey team and oh, like okay. lacrosse and shit like that. Well, Nim Floyers did play in the Spectrum, right? They played in the Spectrum for uh, about thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, is that where Rocky fought Apollo? Uh, Who? F- I need. I need to rewatch this movie. Yeah. Um, you ever go down the stairs? Uh, you ever been on those stairs? I've been on the stairs because I've been in the art museum, but I've never done those. The the that no because it just. I, I just can't. You got to. Yo, you got to. Well, here's the thing. Maybe <laughs> I have the right, but I don't like when tourists No, but Hey, I nobody's going to have a problem with that. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I just am like, hey, I had I had a friend on a forum, and he was like, hey, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I, <laughs> I thought it was like a really big – he just thought it was really funny. I'm going to do it. Like, you Barry, you piece of shit. Nobody knows who he is, but his name was Barry. And I'm like, well, that wasn't even his real name. doesn't matter. They're going to know like, him now. Fucking, no, don't do him now. Who's a fuck? Like, Barry? This – no, no, you're such a fucking tourist, you son of a bitch. <laughs> they have a so don't they have a statue of Rocky? Like yes, a, and 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 in Creed, don't they show that statue? Yes, it <laughs> so is like, on the art museums. It's it's very strange to like it, uh, consider. It has been moved um, back and forth from uh, the uh, art museum uh, to the arena zone to the art museum. It's cool. The arena zone. Sure, I, sure. I still, I still. I'll never get over that uh, Felix with his, from the uh, the episode of uh, Chopper they did from uh, the when they were recording at uh, in Philly for the uh, DNC that year. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And he does the it's a little outside the city, this unincorporated town, and it's desolate. 
<laughs> right, right. What city has an arena zone? Arena zone, yeah. But here's the thing: Philly is is America's greatest city. It is the wildest city uh, going. And Hot takes. I will, I will stand no. I will stand no. Uh, you know, critique of my beloved. <laughs> yeah, no. It seems like a, a very nice place. They park strangely there, is what I hear. Oh, they fucking do. <laughs> they put buckets and we put buckets out to fucking protect our parking space. And you know what? It's absolutely white trash as fuck. But you got to protect your parking space, so you put out the fucking bucket. You, I just got to be me, is what you know. That's what you say. I just got to be me. Um, no, all right. So let's see. Emily remarks on Al Snow doing some Ninja Turtle shit. Is what she says with the broken yeah. broomstick. Uh, which another broken broomstick? Yes, take a drink. Uh, take a drink every broomstick that gets broken. Like watch ten of these matches in a row, you will get death by alcohol poisoning. You will yeah. get you will get dead. Um, the, I mean, there's some good stuff here. Uh, Snow does the the, the air sabu, um, which uh, Emily said that was cool. Um, and th- so th- this is where she, she was amused by the head gimmick and the job squad shirts. Um, so I tried to explain the entire gimmick. Of the job squad to my wife, who doesn't really watch wrestling. She watches it with me sometimes. She's a supporter of the show, obviously. Yes. Um, has seen more wrestling than most non-fans, but she's not a fan. I wouldn't call her a fan of wrestling. And, um, like, trying to explain the t-shirt. What does the t-shirt say here? It's like a... Oh, it's like a it's like a, a chalk outline. The, it says like been there, done that, or something like that. Like right. taken that, done that, taken that. Uh, yeah, yeah, been there, taken that is what it is. Been there, taken that. And I, so I have to exp- I, I pause the match to explain to her like the concept that like in the territory days, Al Snow. Like this is the this is the gimmick. It's not really true, right? But the gimmick is that he went to every single part of the country and lost to every single star anywhere in the country he took everybody's finish he always laid down for it like explaining to my wife that this guy's gimmick is that he is a fucking like he's like a a a whore a professional loser yes he's yeah he's like a he's like a she really liked pin me pay me because it was like uh like straight up you know fuck me pay me you know yeah Um, like like straight up he is just a fucking slut for getting money to be pinned like very funny gimmick that you know vince it's, it's really high concept this idea <laughs> yeah. yeah also it's j period o period b period and i don't think that's actually it says that on the shirt but i don't think it means anything it does not no yeah. no i think it, it's just what it is yeah yeah uh, and so explaining to her that and the fact that he has the head and the crowd says we want head and then i guess he fucks the head i'm not really sure if that's part of the gimmick or if i've just projected that uh, like he fucking busts on the mannequin head's face, maybe. I'm not really sure the, you know, the, the link. true romantic relationship, if there's one between head yeah. and Snow. Yeah, what is the canonical sexual relationship between the man and the, you know, the, dis- the mannequin head. disembodied mannequin head? Um, what is, I mean, what is the relationship between Perry Saturn and Moppy? You know, who's to say? Oh, yeah, he stuck that shit up his ass, didn't he? <laughs> We have Catherine Briot here, but... Ah, yeah. No, that's good. I like those movies. She's good. She's great. Um, damn. Are we the first people to ever say that Perry Saturn probably stuck that broom up his ass? We can't be. We can't be, right? What I will say <laughs> is... The, I, I believe we will be the first to say that Perry Saturn might have sounded himself with the broom. Oh, yeah. that's He might have sounded himself with Moppy. That's disgusting. Fuck you for it's bringing that up. <laughs> if you know what that is, good. If you don't, don't look it up. Um... So, the table gets brought out, and I was thinking, like, 
I was thinking like the structure of these matches. The table is very much a third act prop, right? If you see them bring out the table, then you know, like, okay, we're entering into the climax phase of this match. Um, Like, deconstructing this sort of style is interesting. After watching 11 of these matches in a row, and (laughs) and many more to, to come... To watch the progression of the style and see, like, okay, the table means we're moving into, like, the table's rarely going to be the finish, but it's almost always going to leak, almost lead to the finish. The finish will come at, they'll do the big table bump, there'll be some shenanigans, and then it'll be the finish. Um, so that's interesting to think about. Um, and I don't even, the table is barely a factor here. I think Al Snow gets hip tossed into it. Yes. It's sort of a, a rerun of, uh, Road Dog, uh, Sure. And, and it's it's just, it's just like a signature sure, okay. Al Snow bump. Yeah. That's good, though. It's a good bump. Flipping into a table is a thing that's not hard to do, but some do it well, and Al Snow does that shit well. So the finish of this match <clears throat> is um, Al Snow takes a famouser, a famasser, um, a famasser, onto a chair. Um, and Billy Gunn pins him, and then I guess he gets hit with a chair or he gets pulled off and then hit with a chair. Bob Holly hits him with a chair, basically. Yeah. And steals the pen off of that. But it's like a long, it's like a full 10 seconds between Snow taking the move and the, the, the third, you know, the three count for Bob Holly to win the match. So it's like an interesting idea to think of like the, the strength of the fame Asser as a finish. And then also the amplification of that move from it being done on a chair. Like what, like what's the stat bonus that he gets, you know, from that, like, what is what what is the difference? Like he he takes a famouser in a regular match, he's probably down for three, right? He might kick out almost to three. Um, yeah. He takes a famouser on a chair. What does that amplify it to? Who knows? You know. Um, and then you also he's kicking his leg sort of as he's getting pinned. So it's like he's waking up. I don't know. I I thought it was like an interesting sort of. It's a weird finish because Holly it's doesn't actually hit a move. Yes, and also crowd does not fuck with it. No, yeah, it's Philly. It's Philly. They want a big spot, and I We're get a it. Tough crowd. They're yeah. tough fans. They're mostly with it for this, though. They're pretty hot throughout. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Philly. I'm sure we there's got some. A Let's go Flyers chant when. Uh, I'll really? Like a stick. Yes. Uh, I didn't hear it. Uh, uh, Flyers. Let's go Flyers. You mean? Flyers. <laughs> uh, I love to do it. I, 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 you know, I wish I had a reason to do it every episode. Um, yeah, Holly wins. I guess he wins the title back off of that, and uh, he becomes the sixth champion. One, two, three, four, five, six, uh, yes. seven. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Mankind, boss, mankind, man, road boss, dog, man, road dog. Uh, Holly, Bob, Gun, Holly, sixth yes. champion. Okay, sixth champion, fifth man to hold fifth, the belt. Yes. He already was though. Yeah, yeah, sure. A fifth man to hold the belt was uh, Billy Gunn. Um, fifth man to hold the belt was Billy Gunn. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Al Snow still waiting, still waiting. But let me tell you, folks, we'll get there. <laughs> It's gonna be. We're gonna a get long to Pepper. Road. Yeah, yeah. And, what, and it's hard as hell. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. That's such a good song. Rambo I thought you were gonna King. do the the uh, with the uh, from Fa- Fast and Furious Seven, the Paul Walker's Dead song. No, I don't know the Paul Walker's Dead song. Yeah, oh, it goes like, how family. can we uh, not talk about family when family is all we got? I think it's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> you get like, have you you haven't seen Fast and Furious Seven? 
No, I haven't. It was yet. the one where they, have... he died during production, so they like sh- yeah, they yeah. like reconstructed like they like had his brothers fill in and like they would just put they like, CGI his face on and it looks really weird. And then at the end of the movie, spoilers upcoming, skip ahead thirty seconds if you haven't seen the end of Fast and Furious Seven. Um, it's like he doesn't die in the movie, but him and Dom sort of recreate the first scene where they like uh, they do their big they're the, the the last scene of the first movie where they you know they raced again. A drag yeah. race and they they go and they're on this freeway and then there's like a split in the road and dom goes one way paul walker goes the other way and every fucking nerd cries every 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 action movie guy loves loves that scene we all cry but we don't talk about it we just don't talk about it that's that's fast and Furious seven <laughs> I know you don't. I know you're like not with those movies, but you should watch them. They're real fucking good. I'm going to. You They're know, real good. I mean, well, shout out to Bad Max. Why am I even friends with the guy if I, if I won't <laughs> do him that? If I won't pay him that tribute, you know. We almost didn't get a shout out to Bad Max in here. And we I know. Well, I found a way. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, listen. I helped. I helped grease that I, along. No. No. Yeah. You. You set up the assist. I. 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 I slap shot. Hell yeah. Flyers. Hell yeah. <laughs> Them flyers. Um. Yeah, so um, I don't know what's next. I know that we are probably going to carry the next episode through to Kennel from Hell, um, or maybe right up to and start the third one with Kennel from Hell, depending on the volume of matches, um, and if we can get this guy to respond to a DM, uh, see if he wants to come on the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is fun. I like these matches. They're a lot of fun. Um, we start getting, like, we only had a couple of pay-per-view matches. We are going to get a f- string of paper. Like, these are going to be like I, the when this becomes a pay-per-view belt which yeah. is weird but you know there's I'm still good it. tv shit in there though right yeah you haven't you have you haven't have you gotten further or any i've i've looked there's not a ton of matches up through the uh the the up through kennel from hell as far okay. as i'm aware okay well we might we might do that in the next one um I don't plan on these shows having 11 matches covered per. Um, also, this cannot be one three-and-a-half-hour podcast. I got to – like, <laughs> I might do a poll. I might, like, see what people think. Um, but, yeah, obviously – Yeah, we might need to split it. It's fine. Yeah. Everybody. It'd be cool. At- that's, a, that's a cool, like, professional podcast-ass thing to do, right? Yeah. That's yeah, the it's pros live, live poll. Yeah. We're going to do a live poll. All right. Should. should we split this three-and-a-half-hour episode? God damn it! That's not what I want to hear. But, all right, uh, let me ask my right. daughter. No, she's she, she's not interested. Um, okay, well that's one vote, and I think I think I think she's got like sort of uh, she's got a lot of delegates assigned to her. So I think she's uh, for one long episode is uh, oh hello there goes my alarm. Um, I think we should no. Let's split it up. Yeah. Let's split it up. That way, people have extra double time. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Nobody's listening to podcasts. Mm. I hear. I hear everybody's recording them, but nobody's listening to them. So if you're hearing this, thank you. Um, yeah, the podcast market went out. Uh, it's it, it's a butthole prolapsed, if you will. Oh yeah. Uh, because nobody has drive time anymore, and it's like yeah. Well, yeah. I have been at drive time, and I still listen to the fucking things. So fuck yeah, off. you have to. It's like you assign this sort of this this medium to certain parts of your life. I listen to a lot of podcasts while I do stuff around the house. Um, I, I like listen to ten minutes of one every time I go and take a shit or whatever. You know, um, like it's <clears throat> I listen to them in the car. I listen to them all night at work, obviously. So I listen to more podcasts than most people do. But also, I have like a Bluetooth earbud, so I'm never wired. It basically just stays in my ear, and bacteria just grows in there, and it's sick. My ears are fucked. Um, I think one of them's probably gonna fall off for probably before 
Trump's second term is over. Yeah. Uh, well, what is wrestling is gross for if if gross won't happen? Yeah, my ear will fall off in tribute to Mick Foley, of course. Um, well, thank you. Um, thank you for doing the yeah, research yeah. to find out what's good and what's not good. And then we just still did pretty much all of it. But Yeah, well, I mean, hey, I, I watched a Flash Flanagan match where nothing happened, unfortunately. I would have loved to fucking talk about Flash Flanagan. Insane. Insane. It's no, a, no weapon spots, just a squash. That's and it was for the title. Yeah. Or did Strigonet just say it was for the title? No, Maybe, it was for the title. They had the real? graphic. Was, oh, the graphic. I trust the graphic. Um, if they show a graphic for for a shotgun Saturday night and it says hardcore title, then it's for the title. Flash Flanagan got a shot. Yeah. Weird. He didn't get. He didn't get to hit anyone with a weapon. And he won a tournament in Puerto Rico to get that shot. That's fucked up. I think that's fucked that's up. That's fucked up. Um. All right. Well, hey, uh, you um, you stay safe. You figure out your scarf situation. Uh, I will. And uh, and just you be very very careful uh, when you go there. When you go out and let me know if they have ramen at that store because I can't find fucking ramen anywhere and it's killing me because I eat a lot of goddamn ramen. I, I was eating it before it was cool. I got a couple ramens uh, stored up. Luckily. Okay. All right. You, I'll, I'll say, I, you you got my address. You just mail them over. Okay. And I'll I'll yeah. cash app you or something. Um, stay safe, everybody. And. Uh, I what what wash it be your kids folks oh <laughs> uh, yeah death to america, america. <laughs> all, right. all right podcast Bye.